0: You're listening to Second Breaks, the show where we talk about feeling better, doing better, and being better in midlife and beyond. I'm Lou Blazer. In his book, Life is in the Transitions... Bruce Feiler talks about this thing called lifequakes or what he calls lifequakes, which are those times in our lives when we have a massive burst of change that lead to a period of upheaval and transition and renewal in our lives. Following the extensive research that he conducted, Feiler concluded that on average, we go through three to five of these events in our lives, these lifequakes, and the average length of a lifequake is five years. So, you know, if you do the math, three to five on average with an average length of five years, we're pretty much spending 25 years on average in transition, Uh which is a good portion of our lives. What happened to my guest, Karen Randall? is one of those lifequakes that Filer was talking about. A huge change event happened, which was really made up of a series of change events that touched all areas of her life and that pushed her to redefine her self-image, not just reinvent herself, but redefine her self-image. Today, Karen is a transition life coach She helps people at Midlife who have experienced a significant life event and helps them create and manifest a life that is full of purpose, meaning, passion, and joy. Karen is a multi-passionate and is also an energy psychologist, creative arts facilitator, a college professor, a yoga teacher, and a recovering CPA. In this conversation, Karen walks us through the series of events that pretty much overhauled her life. We go into the many challenges that she faced during that time. You know, I often say reinventions in midlife aren't always easy and smooth, you know, the way that they are portrayed often in social media. And one of the things that I really appreciate about this conversation with Karen is that she talks about the messy parts of her journey. We talk about how she coped, what help she received, and how she got herself to the other side. Karen says that today, her values are very different from how they were when she was younger, and her focus now is on serving the greater good rather than her own. Okie dokie, let me step out of the way and I'll catch up with you at the back end.
1: Karen, welcome to Second Break's. Oh, thank you, Lou. It's so nice to be here. Thank you for having me. You use the phrase recovering CPA.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> so I know there's a story behind there that I wanted to sort of like uncover. Can you take us back to the point where this idea of making a change started? Like what made you even start thinking of making a change?
1: Well, I think that it started when my children left the home and i had i had quite a bit of time and i thought well i could do this or i could do that and i ended up doing yoga because that fit into my schedule right <laughs> for me yoga opened the door to transformation i started to question a lot of the things that i had assumed were true and the box that I lived in right the way that I defined my world mm-hmm. and I started to um, to question that and to start to explore a little bit more and I I think that I typed it tapped into that left brain right brain thing right so in in accounting and in the business world and even in running a home we are just very, logical and sequential and you know we have to in order to make life work and all of a sudden I was realizing that there was a whole other aspect to my being that I had never explored and had never gotten to know and so I started down the path that way so I started with yoga so when you
0: when you did that when you started with yoga the idea was just not just but It was to try something different, not necessarily to
1: change careers or to reinvent yourself. You just wanted to try this. Because I had a lot more time, right? My kids had left. The silence was deafening, right? For me, it was a very challenging pivot, right? I had a happy, busy, full life with three daughters, a husband, a career. And then one summer, it all changed. And it felt like everyone left, and and it felt pretty sudden. And I, fortunately, I was working with a counselor, and she literally saved me in that she helped me to start to explore those other parts of me. It wasn't that I went into it thinking it's time <laughs> to make this change, right? It was the beginning of a journey that was. Um, that started with my daughters doing what they're supposed to do, which is leave the home. But because I worked with this counselor, because she was such a blessing to me, it was kind of like the lifeline that led me through this time of midlife. And it led me into this new work that I wanted to do also, which is helping women who feel this stuckness and they don't know know, what to do now.
0: I don't have kids. Right. But I have friends who are, you know, in our age bracket or age category. And they they often talk about this whole um, emptiness sort of phase in our lives that a lot of us men and women, mothers and fathers, you know, both feel. And I think I hear is that kind of am I correct? Is that sort of some of what you were feeling at that time the emptiness absolutely
1: yeah Yeah, the emptiness it's the the feeling of you come home and there's mom this mom that (laughs) and then all of you sudden you come home and really the silence is deafening and it's like it's it's this all there is is this all there is from here to the end of my life because it you know this is another part of it It takes so much of your energy to make all of that happen and to deal with all of that, you know, that's going on that we kind of lose track of ourselves in that and what we want and what we need to fill our own cups. And so then we get to that point where they're gone and it's like, I don't even know. I don't even know what I want, right?
0: Yes, <laughs> yes. I can imagine yeah, that. Because I yeah. remember I was chatting with a girlfriend of mine and she was saying something similar. Like she said she's she spent so much time thinking about okay, what are what what do my kids or my children want to eat today? And what do they want to do and where do they want to go? And and then all of a sudden it has to be her thinking about what do I want to eat? <laughs> right. <laughs> and and she was saying, I mean, like it sounds sort of like stupid almost, but it's so,
1: it's so like you forget to ask yourself. Absolutely, you forget. And, and the other part of it is that you might have started out when your kids were young, still trying to do those things to fill you up, you know, like, I want to do this, or I want to do that. I want to on this vacation, I want to do this, but then you get there, and it doesn't happen. Right? And so in order to not be disappointed over and over and over again, you stop asking yourself that question because all you're doing is setting yourself up for disappointment because the needs of these small humans that you are loving and shepherding take precedence.
0: Right. Right. So when they, when it happened, did you like anticipate, did you have an inkling that this is, this is something that I might, be experiencing and so therefore I need to to come up with some plans or did you actually experience it before you started thinking
1: oh wait a second I think that I experienced it intellectually like I knew that this was going to happen but that's almost like knowing um, you know that somebody that you have a pet that's sick and that they're going to die but then the reality of it very different it, the, the reality when it actually happens is very different, and I will say that it's not the same for everyone, right? There are some women who don't have that same experience when their children leave the home, and they're like, "My God, I finally like do all of this stuff I've been trying to fit in," you know. But for some of us, that is that very hard part of midlife. <laughs>
0: I think in my case, my room was immediately converted to something else.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And that's great. There are many people that that's, you know, it's like, I'm just, I'm just waiting. I'm chomping at the bit for this, you know, for this time so I can do these things. My life had been so full between, I was also the main breadwinner in our family. So I had a, a You know the the accounting thing, the recovering CPA thing. So I I had a very full career. I was a mom, and so I was the mom to daughters, which meant there was a lot going on, and it was three, so that was a lot too. And and I had a husband, and you know it was just a lot, and there wasn't time for me to really adequately prepare and I probably didn't know how to adequately prepare because it wasn't there isn't a roadmap a clear roadmap for it in our culture and so that's what I'm trying to do is to set out that there's a there's a way we can do this differently. Yeah
0: and I appreciate what you said earlier too that you know we can read as much as we We want to about these things ahead of time, but our experience is always going to be different from other people and thinking preparing for it mentally is very different from the actual experience of it. I mean, even I, I, we were talking about this before we started recording, like, of course, I plan for this trip that I did to the Philippines yes. to be with mom. I, of course, I planned. Of course, mentally I prepared, but it's still not to say it was the real thing. And so I'm still Absolutely. going through the same sort of stuff. So you you did it. The You, you decide, okay, I'm going to go into yoga. Part of the reason is to fill your time, fill mm-hmm. the emptiness, quote unquote. And then you yeah. started to discover things or, you know, broaden your sort of your thinking about certain things. Can you talk a little bit
1: about that and how that led to, I'm no
0: longer going to be a CPA?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think that there was a lot of synchronistic, you know, occurrences that happened in that the company that I was working for, um, we sold off a significant part of the Mm -hmm. company. And there was there was a job that was still remaining, but it was not interesting to me. And the thought of going out at the age that I was and finding a new job in that career, I I couldn't do it. I just could not force myself to go in and act excited about a job <laughs> that, that I really didn't want to do, right? And so that you know, was kind of the impetus to it. And I decided that I was going to look at other possibilities. And at the same time, there was also a very, very painful uh, divorce that happened. So all of this was just like a huge, you know, confluence, (laughs) like all of these things, like, you know, all of the points of the stars pointing at the same thing. And it was very hard and very painful that these all happened at the same time. And I, again, am so grateful that I had this amazing counselor that held my hand and walked me through this and helped me to to kind of um, take the time to look inside and say, okay, what, what do I really wanna do? What calls me? What fills me up? What What's the light that I can help to shine in the world? Oh my goodness.
0: I have so many follow-up questions. I don't know where to begin. Okay, so so on the one hand, I I just wanted to say that it's so like your story, Karen. And correct me if I'm, you know, totally getting this the wrong way. But it sounds to me like it's it's one of those almost a reinvention in almost all or major areas of your life. Like there's the empty nester part of you because your Mm -hmm. kids are away from you now living away from you. There is the part about being married and no longer being married, which is also a big change, of course. And then there's also the work part, which is another change, right? That's happening, which is also huge. Um, And then also, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, that's actually one of my follow-up questions is, you know, how you decided to do the work that you're doing now, but there's, so there's a work change that happened. And then there's also the, just the, how you show up in the world, because like, to your point earlier, a lot of, a lot of what you did as a CPA in business, in finance, even being a mom is very objective, you know, like that kind of thinking and the path that you've chosen going forward is not so step by step like that. And and I'm I'm not very good at explaining these things. It's, I don't have the vocabulary for 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 this, but it seems to me like a very transformative experience in all areas of your life. Am I am
1: I hearing that correctly? You, you are absolutely um spot on. And I think that that what you have said describes the hardest part, which is recreating my self-image, right? I saw myself as a wife, a mother, a successful business person, you know, a good person. Yes. In the society description of a good person, right? Right. A good person (laughs) in quotes, right? And all of a sudden I am asking myself, if I am not those things, what am I? And I think that that's what happens to us in midlife. Totally. Because, you know, physically we change so much. And so we don't see ourselves the same way. And then these other things happen. Our families change. If we have children, that changes. Often our primary relationship, if if it doesn't end, it's renegotiated, right? Because we have a different We're starting to look at the last half of life. So, what do we want this relationship to be in the last half of life? How are we going to negotiate that? And at the same time, we have these other things that are happening. Like you and I were talking, we're both dealing with aging parents, Mm -hmm. and we're no longer the child in the relationship. We become the parent in the relationship. All of these ways, all these changes are changing the way that we see ourselves our self-image and so we are invited we have the opportunity to recreate the self-image that we have and i feel the best way to do that is to find out what is really calling to you and to take that time and And not to just rush through, which we all have a tendency to do because it's not easy work always, but to take that time to listen at a deeper level to what is it that I really want to do, what calls me, what brings me joy.
0: We're going to get back to the interview shortly. I just wanted to briefly mention that this podcast is made possible by Midlife The Midlife Cues is a weekly digital publication for midlifers who are keen on making the most of their midlife. Every Sunday, we explore topics that help us live a joyful midlife. We talk about health and well-being. We talk about midlife mindset, one of the most important foundational things that we really need to master. We examine what growing bolder in our middle years mean for each of us individually, and we explore how we redefine success at work and in life. Give Midlife Cues a try by signing up for your free copy at midlifecues.com. Okie dokie, let's get back to the conversation. I just wanted to put up in on what you said uh, earlier is that this question of, you know, when when relationships get renegotiated or end or parts of our lives change, we we begin to ask this question, like who am I if if this is not there? And I think that, you know, it doesn't have to be as wide range or as all encompassing as what happened to you. I think in right. even in like it could just be the part about my kids have moved away. Even that yes. one you begin to question, right? Who am right. I when I am no longer very busy as a mom? Right. What do I want or, to
1: do now? Or menopause, right? The fact right. that we physically change and we're not able to bear children. That's a huge thing. Like right. I don't I don't get the looks when I walk down the street anymore, right? right? <laughs> that's a that's a big self-image change.
0: Exactly, and I think it's good to, to recognize that and acknowledge that that it doesn't have to be a big whopping yes. change, that it does Absolutely. happen. Yeah, it, these little, little things happen. And even, even to your point about, okay, we, we both have aging parents, that relationship has changed. And I am, as well as you are, also asking, how am I, as a quote-unquote parent, to my mom you know I'm so glad that you phrased it that way um the other thing that I really appreciated is this idea of not rushing through answering that question because I know for myself I'm very impatient it's like okay who am I now let me spend five hours thinking about this and then <laughs>
1: yes. I'm ready to go and it's yeah. not like that <laughs> it, it isn't and and the thing is that we need to give ourselves grace for is that it is it is uncomfortable to not know. right? Mm, and so, yes. that's why it, it, it's like when you go to the cocktail party and you're introducing yourself and you're like, "Oh my God, yeah, I'm this person, and this is what I do. And then you go to the cocktail party and you don't know what to say that's uncomfortable, right? I, I don't know who I am. <laughs> and, so, and so it's a dis, it's an uncomfortable feeling. It's, you know, it, it just doesn't feel like our skin fits anymore. Yeah. And so it does take time and it takes time of just being comfortable in the discomfort. Oh, yes. Yes.
0: I wanted to ask Karen. Um, so I am, just for uh, context to what I'm about to say, I am right now in the Philippines. I am ethnically Filipino, but I've never lived here. For all intents and purposes, I'm in a foreign land because I grew up, I live. grew up in the States. And so all my sensibilities and everything is very much stateside. So anyway, I noticed that one of the things I noticed is that in the US, when you meet someone... The way you introduce yourself is by how you what you do for work. Hi, I'm a consultant. Hi, I'm a writer. Hi, I'm a, an accountant. You know, whatever, right? Yeah, and yes. here, it's not like that. It doesn't, like, when you introduce yourself, they don't talk about the work. It's hardly ever mentioned until much later in the conversation. And so I think that this is a very Western culture way of introducing ourselves. What I'm noticing and i was wondering whether in your case how you went through that uh that sort of okay how do i introduce myself because i can't yeah. do i still say i used to be a cpa or how did you do that
1: <laughs> yeah it it was very hard and it i had to practice different things and try different things on right this time i'm saying um i'm i'm working part time as a cpa and i am training and going back to school to become a coach, a transition coach, you know, so it kept changing. um, And then I tried to just not say it. (laughs) Did it flow out of your mouth very easily? Was it very smooth? Did it come out smoothly? (laughs) You know, sometimes it did. And sometimes it didn't like the first time that I had to say I'm divorced. That was really, really hard. Mm, Yeah, that's a hard thing to get out because that you know that's declaring that's what i am now you know it kind of hurt it if you didn't say it out loud but once you say it out loud you're declaring it but with all of these things it, i i try to maybe not say as much oh i'm i'm kind of changing careers right now you know and it just it would just be in the moment and the person that i was talking with um that i would just like let it come out (laughs) there wasn't a there wasn't a fit uh, you know a script for it
0: (laughs) I noticed this about myself when when I left my corporate career and I started doing things on my you know first I was Mm -hmm. a career coach but basically on my own in the beginning I noticed myself now in retrospect right I didn't notice this as it was happening but now when I think back that whenever I was with people who I used to know in my old career, my old self, or anybody in the business world, that's when I had a hard time. I used to always say, oh, I used to be a consultant. I used to work with people. Like I used to always fall back to my previous identity because I felt like that was the identity that would most resonate with them. Uh, And it took me a while before I could not even be. Not even begin
1: with I used to be, right? And and I think that you've just described something that is so um, it's such an important part in our culture that what we're doing is we're giving people context of where to put us, you know, in in the world, and so they might not understand what you are doing now. So you're. You're harking back to that so that they could put you in context. Because if you said what you're doing now, they would just be, yeah.
0: What is so that like in your case? How did you like? Did people go? What are you doing now? What is transform (laughs) transformative coaching?
1: Yes, yes, they did. There was definitely people who were, um, wow, what happened to Karen? (laughs) You know. And you know we're laughing about it, but part of that was also really painful because mm-hmm. there there were friends that you know we went separate ways along yeah. the, the, the path, which happens in life. But it's always it's always challenging when that happens, and and you question whether you know there's something that you could do differently, or you know. But but it is it is a, like you were saying, you know, in the early years, even though that was only. You know, a few years ago, in that time frame of transition or transformation, there's a lot of different steps in there where you're, you know, renaming what it is that you are now, you know, and assessing who you're talking to and what they'll be able to take in, in order to understand and connect with what you're doing. I love, I love, love, love that. I have to revisit that statement that you just
0: said, that there's a time when we continue to tweak or re-edit this. Thing. It's not, and this is just a gripe that I have. I know that it's a function of trying to put things in bite-sized information out there in the internet, especially in social media, or we try to be Encouraging to other people is that sometimes the that part where we continue to re-edit or edit and tweak gets forgotten or doesn't get talked about, and so it sounds as if I decided I was going to change, and then I decided A, B, C, and then today I am this, <laughs> and it's almost as if it was you know it's a straight cut decision, and everything flowed very easily, and you got all the support, and even even when you said some relationships ended up falling away or because not everybody will support us through our journey. And that is not, it's easy to say it that way, but
1: it's not easy to experience. It's hard. It is hard. It is hard. And sometimes they come back too. Mm -hmm. after a while. yes. 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 Yeah. 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 For sure. But I, I do think that this, this idea of our self image and how, you know, we're working on it internally. And at the same time, having to, you know, work on it externally is, is one of those really hard parts of this as we're Mm -hmm. trying to come to terms with who we are ourselves. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, you know, deciding how much of that we share with external people you know that that is a little bit of where that that push pull comes from yeah. in this
0: process totally and I guess there's a part there that's also to your point I am working through this still and to, so part of this is me convincing myself <laughs> <laughs> and then but I am not in my room alone I still have to engage with the world so I mean how much of that you know thing that I'm going through is going to be apparent or sometimes well, how I say it is a way of me convincing myself or me, you know, reinforcing my story to myself.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Trying it on for size and seeing how it, how it fits. Yes, exactly. By the
0: way, how, like, if you were to look back, is that, was that a period of a year, six months, two years? How, how long did you, if you have to put like a timeline?
1: I would say, you know, from the time that I left I, I left my old career and was working in my new career. That was a couple of years. Okay. Gotcha. But then I would put it also in the context of, of a flower blooming. Right. Mm, yeah. And, and so it's like each step along the way, there is some, there's beauty, but it's like, when is it done? It, you know, it just keeps, it just keeps growing. And so it wasn't like, I was done at that point because I was starting out in a new business, right? But but there was there was growth, there was new levels of awareness, there was new awareness of myself, mm-hmm. that self image, mm-hmm. at each of those steps along the way as the flower is blooming. You you mentioned that you were working with
0: a counselor in the beginning, at least like at the t- a point in time when the kids were you know moving away, you were becoming an empty nester. Uh, did you have the that support throughout, or where did the support come from? I guess, and I, I would imagine, I would imagine in your case also what you are studying is in a way helping you because it just so happens that this is kind of what
1: you're studying too, right? Right. Um, So I did work with my counselor during this entire period um, and I was very grateful to have her as, as it continued to evolve. And yes, it was also what I was studying. So I love, I love psychology. I love relationships and understanding all you know all of that, and so it was reinforcing what I was experiencing, what I was learning from my counselor all of that was weaving together it was it was like you know the different strands were all weaving together,
0: right, oh my goodness how how is your uh immediate family how are their reaction to to what's going on with you, how
1: are they supporting you or you know my, my parents were amazing and just so supportive. Um, my brothers were, you know, more or less. I had mm-hmm. friends that were with me the whole way. My daughters, uh, that was the worst pain I could imagine. Oh. I felt so guilty mm-hmm. um, for the hurt that I brought to them mm-hmm. because it was it was against everything that I valued as a mother. Right. And I do have to say that all of us at this point would say, yes, it was the right thing to do. But at the time (laughs) it was it was very, very hard and very painful. Right. Exactly. yeah, Yeah. And so this is why it was so great to have this other this other person who was there to provide perspective you know, to tell the stories that I couldn't hear, like, mm-hmm. you know, they're hurting because of this. And I'm like, Oh yeah, that that's right. <laughs> you know, because we have our own, our own lens that we see the world through our own perspective. And it's so great to have someone else to say, well, here's another perspective that you could look at this.
0: Totally. Right. And this is sometimes this is where, um, there's this other cultural thing that we have where it's like, I can do this. I could just like show, you know, square my shoulders and like buckle up, you know, yes. <laughs> it's, it's sometimes that works. And sometimes we just need another person or group or community to kind of help us through what we're going through. Cause it's not enough to just square our shoulders and buckle up and
1: go. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> because that's, that's that um, hurry up and move on to the next thing thought process, right? Instead of that, taking the time and allowing ourselves to feel that and and allowing ourselves to grow and expand. Yeah, and that's where I feel like other people are so valuable because they can they can help us to see what else is out there that we don't think aren't aware of in our in our limited experience. Exactly. So Karen, what, what do you do today?
0: What uh, came out of this, you know, <laughs> all this transformation?
1: Well, I, uh, I call myself a midlife midwife. So I, I mentor women who um, they're feeling stuck and they're ready for a midlife reboot. And, and I really like to work with the women who, who are experiencing that stuckness right? Because that's where I think there is so much growth and opportunity for them. So I, I do that kind of work one-on-one. I do groups. I do uh, a lot of, as we all do now, a lot of online webinars and, and classes um, to work with groups. Oh my
0: goodness, yeah. you are definitely uh, going to be one of my go-to people and so yes. I am just going to have you back and like I said these are the kinds of topics that I love talking about and like bringing to the people who listen to the podcast and to people who read uh, my newsletter midlife cues so yes absolutely
1: and where is the best place for people to find you so my website is karenrandallcoaching.com and and um, I have a contact form, and if you fill that out, then I can let you know when I'm having the next webinars and complimentary sessions that you can join in, and I won't spam you, I promise. Uh-huh. And there's also the opportunity for 15 to 30-minute complimentary sessions where we just jump on Zoom and talk. And these are... Um, They're really helpful and people get a lot of clarity from these, whether they decide to work with me or not. So um, hop onto my website, send me a note. I'd love to touch base with people and let them know when I'm doing these different things.
0: Absolutely. So I'll definitely put a link to that on the show notes, Karen. Karen, thank you. I love our conversation. Um, I'm Thank you for sharing your personal stories, your personal experience with me. I so appreciate that.
1: Thank you. When I was 20, I was following the plan, the roadmap and doing everything that was expected of me. And now I am doing work that I love and supporting women and remaking their lives. And I am so filled with gratitude for the life that I have created for myself and for my family.
0: I want to thank Karen Randall again for sharing her experiences and most importantly, her personal story with us. You're going to find all of the links to her website and her social media, as well as some highlights of this episode on the show notes at secondbreaks.com. Thank you so much, my dear listener friend, for joining me today. If you like this episode, please do me a favor and share it with a friend or two even. Word of mouth is still the best way to grow. And by mentioning this episode and the podcast, to your friends, you're going to be helping me tremendously in reaching other midlifers who can benefit from the topics that we talk about on the show okie dokie i will be back in a couple of weeks with a new episode until then keep on making your dent my friend cool beans